Hey there friends, welcome to New Light Sports, evolving sports coverage for an evolving world. From the Zen Room Studios, I'm Andrew Oster. Welcome back friends, we are back for another podcast episode here, and we're making history, so I encourage you to hop on board and be a contributor of this evolving discussion. You can contribute your light at the website newlightsports.com. There's a messaging tab in there. And you can add your light. And I would love to do follow-up episodes about any of these episodes. It would be more of like a listener contribution, co-creator, contributor style follow-up episodes. That's the goal here. Episode 7. Why a need for New Light Sports? If you've listened and caught up this far, a question you may have had, and a reminder for myself too, is why is there a need for this New Light way of looking at sports? Why do we need a new way? There's already dozens of sporting outlets in most countries in the world already. Why another one? Well, I'm going to tell you. Why a need for New Light Sports? And this is its current vision right now. So where New Light Sports, where this project fits into the world right now, is that it fills a void in positive sports coverage which also helps fill a void in overall positive news coverage on the whole. Uh, There's really not a lot of positive news outlets out there. And us being sports fans, there's really not a lot of positive sports news out there. And also, sports and games are such a common ground for so many cultures and peoples and tribes and communities around the world. So these sports stories and allegories and metaphors that we use on the show, these lessons that sports teach us, they're very far-reaching and relevant because sports is embedded into the fabric of the human experience. So a sports story is actually a far-reaching human story. So a new positive sports coverage also is a positive news coverage as well. New Light Sports is going to be the central place to get all the best, positive, uplifting, inspirational, and soulful sports news. Period. This is going to help shine a light on the toxic, old aspects of the world and of the sports world. And New Light Sports is going to help to bring a healing and a tenderness to these old toxic aspects. We can't heal the past without addressing it with some tenderness, and with some love, really. So New Light Sports, we're going to help transmute some of the old toxic aspects of sports that have turned many people off of sports and show them a new way of looking at it. Some of the avenues for transmuting old aspects of the world, it's going to be in Indian relationships, negative patriarchal modes, bigotry, and societal imbalances, societal inequalities, whether it be gender, race, location, socioeconomic means. New Light Sports can help bring a healing aspect to these toxic aspects of the old world of sports. 
And you might have heard me of talking about building the container here for this endeavor. And this container I'm building, I akin to, or I liken it to creating the fertile soil for future crops and for future plants and for future forest to grow. So I envision New Light Sports being this fertile ground and a space for contributors, some co-contributors and co-creators of a new mediaverse. More coming on that too. Stay tuned for the mediaverse. New Light Sports is going to be a place for reporters, analysts, commentators, writers to fully express themselves with no censorship or judgment. The container here, this fertile soil at New Light Sports that we're growing, that we're you know, creating together, this new fertile ground is going to be a place for positive and free self-expression, free from judgment. That's why everybody will be their own co-contributor in their own part of this new media verse. I hear that a lot from, you know, analysts or commentators. When you work for a larger corporation, you kind of have to toe the company line and you're held back from expressing your deepest thoughts or your your light. You're held back from shining your light on a subject that you might want to. Here at New Light Sports, it will be fertile ground for all expression. I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. And, and shit, man. And I also see that this media world is changing. We're in a dynamic changing environment. And anybody who works in media or follows media knows that the media world is changing and new platforms are ripe to happen. Stay tuned for the Mediaverse. So the bottom line is that our world is ready for this, and the future will need this. So let's build this now. Speaking of the future, how does New Light Sports fit into the future? Because we're not only building something to bridge the now, we're building the playgrounds of the future here. We're building the sandbox and the sporting fields and the arenas of the future right now. So how does New Light Sports fit in to this future? New Light Sports, this is going to help progress a positive awareness, which is actually going to be a desirable trait. A more conscious positive awareness is going, it's going to be a, what's the word? It's, it's a more desirable evolution of the human species. It's just going to be a natural thing. I don't want to go too much into why it is or what the reasons why or why I know that. A positive conscious awareness is an evolutionary forward step for humanity. And New Light Sports is going to promote this positive awareness. So, hey, basically speaking, what are the members of a species or a community or a tribe that get to move forward and reproduce? It's going to be the ones who are better adaptable for the future. It's going to be the ones who are using these evolutionary traits to their advantage. So, if so, facto, participating in and listening to New Light Sports and the new Mediaverse is going to make you a more desirable person. There you go. You're welcome. And the new world and the future, like I said, we're going to need a new arena. We're going to need a new view, a new relationship for sports and sports coverage. That's why I always say this is evolving sports coverage for an evolving world. It's not stagnant. It's not 
stuck to any one adherence or motto or creed other than positive and inspirational and soulful sports news, other than being a bridge to the future. And that's it. So that's why there's a need for New Light Sports. It might not necessarily be for us right now. We'll get to play in it and we'll get to help build it. But the ones who will truly benefit from it, they've yet to come. We're a bridge. Building the container. You'll hear me use that phrase quite often. Tilling fertile soil for a forest to grow. That's what we're doing right now. Because this is only episode 7 of the podcast. And the podcast is only one outlet. the A great outlet. A great medium that I've thought would be a good way to start with this. More to come. More to come. Stay tuned for the Mediaverse. Okay, so in every episode, we do a special spotlight feature. And today's spotlight is going to be a High Vibe Athlete of the Week. Even though I know we don't do weekly episodes, the name just stuck from episode one because I thought I'd be doing weekly episodes and that definitely turned out not to be the case. It's funny how life happens sometimes, but we're sticking with it. So our show spotlight feature for a High Vibe Athlete of the Week is to shine a light and a spotlight on someone or something who is bringing a new high vibrational aspect to their part of sports or sports or society and that they deserve a spotlight and recognition for it. So that's what we're here to do is shine a light and a spotlight on these people. So this week's High Vibe Athlete of the Week is NFL referee Sarah Thomas. Sarah Thomas made the news this past week for being the first female NFL referee to officiate a postseason game. That is a big deal. That is important. It's important because all of these pioneers and these women or, or minorities or anybody who is bringing balance to these social imbalances that we have are making paths and being the pioneers on this path. So she's making paths for social balance and for women into overwhelmingly male-dominated jobs. And NFL referees are definitely a male-dominated job, historically for a good reason. It was a completely male sport, and and NFL ref- and referees in general is completely male-dominated. There have been 318 referees to officiate a playoff game. This is America's biggest sport, well, one of the largest grossing leagues in the world by revenue. Actually, it might be the largest grossing league in the world by revenue. She's a, the first woman to officiate a playoff game. And that's a big deal. That's a It's a high honor for a referee to get chosen for a playoff game. And she was on Ron Torbear's crew. She was a down judge on Ron Torbear's crew. You'll hear officiating crews and referees, the zebras, talk about their crew a lot. They're a tight-knit bunch. They work together as a team, and they have a really hard job, especially in NFL playoff games where things are moving so fast, emotions are high, intensity is high. Things happen so quickly. It's a super hard job, especially after what happened in the championship games. Um, Obviously, there were some big screw-ups. But notably, 
no screw ups in the crew, Ron Torbear's crew that she officiated between the Patriots and the Chargers. So for her pioneering effort, she was making the rounds on morning talk shows and sports TV shows, and she's pretty nondescript. She really downplays her achievement and comes off as a just a true professional, like really cares about being the best and a professional. Um, she's really actually really quick to downplay her achievement as a first female. And she says, quote, some young women and other executives see the female aspect, but out there, I don't feel that. I'm just part of the officiating crew, end quote. So the best compliment that a thankless job like a referee can have is that you go unnoticed. And in the Patriots and Chargers game, the referees went unnoticed in that game. Less can definitely be said about the next week's games and the championship games for the NFC and the AFC. But for Ron Torbear and Sarah Thomas and that crew in the Patriots-Chargers game, they made history, and they made history quietly. And this brings to mind some of the other women pioneers through sports, women who started walking the trail up the mountain, through the woods, through the valley, over the seas, through space, whatever frontier they're pushing. Women who walked a trail where there was no trail. They made their own trail. And it brings to mind a few other women pioneers in sports. First and foremost is Billie Jean King, the Hall of Fame tennis player. One of the most visible women athletes ever. Played against the men, was dominant against the women, was a huge force for social equality. Another more recent example is Becky Hammond, legendary WNBA player legendary female basketball player, and now an assistant head coach on the San Antonio Spurs coaching tree. Since 2014, she has been an assistant coach and is now the top assistant coach for Greg Popovich and and the San Antonio Spurs, making her the first full-time female NBA basketball coach. Another woman who recently made news was Susie Whaley. She has recently become the president of the PGA of America, which is a, it was a formerly male-dominated job, only held by men. So the PGA of America is the Instructional and Professional Golfers Association. So she's recognized as being the president. So she's the top professional golfer, the, one of the top instructors in the country. And now she's the president and head of the PGA of America. Michelle Roberts, who's the executive director of the National Basketball Players Association. That is the players' union for the NBA. So another former WNBA employee is Val Ackerman, who is now the commissioner of the Big East Conference. And the Big East Conference is one of the largest and most well-endowed conferences in all of collegiate sports in America. And collegiate sports in America are big money. And she is the commissioner of one of the largest conferences, the Big East Conference. She's been president since 2013, and she was previously president of the WNBA. So all of these women have quietly made history because they do their jobs. They're noted and they stick out for being amazing professionals. But to them, making history is a side note. So like Sarah Thomas, 
who quietly and humbly made history over the weekend and gave all the credit to the rest of her crew. She, like the other women we just mentioned, quietly made history for being the pioneers through the frontier of social equality and bringing balance back to what has been imbalanced in our male-dominated landscape, especially in sports. The trail through the frontier is laid by multiple excursions, but those who walk it first leave the biggest footsteps. And that's why Sarah Thomas is our High Vibe Athlete of the Week. So that's going to wrap up episode 7 of the podcast here for New Light Sports of why there is a need for this container, for this new universe to be populated by contributors and co-creators and anyone who else wants to take steps to the frontier. I see you out there. I'm waiting for you. All right, everybody, be well, take care of each other, take care of yourselves, and spread some light out there, and go ahead and look at things in this new light that we found today. Think about how you can become a contributor and a co-creator in this new garden that is just ripe and ready for seeds to sprout. I see a lot of talented writers and creators out there, media makers, content producers who are creating stuff outside the box, who are creating stuff that feels good to their hearts. I see you. And I'll see you all next time on New Light Sports. Adios! (laughs) 